Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the freaking Laser Beams podcast. Sorry about that week off. We kind of got busy. Uh, just couldn't make it happen last week. Yeah. So this is August 12th. Ooh. As always, I'm Phil. We've got resident John Arbuckle expert, Mr. Wetbridge. Wetbridge, how's it going? You know, just... How's how's Garfield? He's doing good, you know. I uh, gave him some lasagna, and uh, uh, the Arbuckling is ready to commence. Let's go. Yes, that's uh, that is the only verb that I would use to describe this week. <laughs> it's a good verb. Um, honestly, we've got a bunch to talk about. Um, well, mainly because we missed last week, but we do have a lot and a couple things that I just kind of want to like hit on things that we don't really need to dwell on forever. Right, let's go. But um, so let's start out by talking sort of like promises that are made mm. in video games and how they change over time. So. This is a little old at this point, but I think it's still worth bringing up. So Gran Turismo Sport is getting microtransactions a year after they said it was not going to. So do you think that like that amount of time forgives kind of the broken promise? Or do you think that it like if they say out of the gate that it's going to be one way or the other, that they should be bound to that. I mean, we, we all know that video game like development changes ridiculously over the course of its life, but this seems this seems a lot different. Like the 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 fact that they're adding a monetization model this late in its life, it it see, sends a weird message to me. It it sends a message of hey, now all these studios are going to just wait. They'll, they'll wait a month or something. And they'll wait until the initial like review barrage, the initial word of mouth goes around, and then it's going to be business as usual afterward. The, the interesting thing to me about this is it's, it's capped at a certain amount, so you can only get certain vehicles with it. So while I understand that people may be upset that they originally said it wouldn't, it feels more like a... What's, what's a good way to put this? Maybe like a kind of, not necessarily a catch-up mechanic, but a way to let players who maybe don't play that much catch up and get better vehicles. So like a time-saving mechanic. Yeah, I would say it's more of that, because it's cop- as long as it doesn't cost more than $2 million in-game currency, so it's not necessarily pay-to-win, which is what I feel like a lot of, a lot of gamers are mad about pay-to-win, and then also pay like the gambling that is loot boxes. So I can see this this being something that wouldn't upset a whole lot of people. At least it doesn't upset me. I feel I feel like it's it's okay. The fact that he said that it wasn't going to have it stuff changes over a year, man. Stuff changes. It's just weird. I mean, like I understand that the stuff changes thing is like really reasonable to me in terms of development. So if someone said, "Hey, this feature is going to be in the game or something and the game's not out yet and it doesn't end up being in the game," That, to me, is very understandable because that is, I mean, that's the nature of games. Like, they change wildly in their development. But this seems almost, I don't know. I think, yes, the microtransactions that they're adding aren't particularly egregious. And I would have honestly been fine with them there from day one. It's just a weird thing to promise and, like, come back on after the game is fully released. It could be also something where like the game didn't sell as well as they anticipated and they're trying to maybe recoup some of their losses from the people that do play. 
Yeah, that's definitely possible. I mean, that would be... Which I'm fine I wonder, with. you know, how many people are really asking for this type of thing. I'm sure it does benefit some people. I, I'm not really against non-obtrusive uh, microtransactions. Like, a good example for me... So, when Mortal Kombat came out, Mortal yeah. Kombat 10, they uh, actually let you pay money to do easy fatalities. Huh. So... I mean, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's right? not a big deal. Like, I mean, they've already lost at that point, so it's a, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah, like that's not any sort of like it's far from pay to win because it. Yes, the match has already been decided. Like, kind of, who cares? I'm it's fine just with a. That, yeah. It's a kind of a weird thing in general, but you know, just letting people pay for time savers or ease of use type of things. Maybe in that case, like the the reason it's kind of crappy is that it's an accessibility thing, and they could have, well, I don't know. That's kind of a hard conversation to go down because if you're talking accessibility in fighting games, yeah. it can be yeah. tough. Well, the thing for me about this is, like, the reason why I've never gotten into games like Battlefield, say, are that you have to play a lot to get, like, certain things, and it just gets to the point where, like, if I try to hop in Battlefield, like, six months after it came out, I'm just going to com- repeatedly die, 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 and not have any fun playing it. So something like this was offered for Battlefield, a game that I wouldn't get to play a whole lot, where I could, you know, suddenly be like, I can unlock things up to a certain tier, but only after the game's been out for a while. So it's not hurting the people that originally grinded for it, and it's still letting like me like play with my friends. I'm okay with this sort of thing. It's it's a weird thing, but I'm okay with it. It feels like a kind of a commentary on the grind in general. Yeah. So maybe like the grind just isn't as bad. Like maybe these games don't punish you for not pouring X hours into it. And I don't know. It yeah, like you said, it's it's kind of a it's a hard line to toe. It's an interesting thing because I'm going to take a completely different stance when we talk about another game. But <laughs> yeah, because I think when we we've talked about Destiny two in the past, where yeah. the whole point was to try to limit that grind, and then the people that wanted to play only Destiny 2 for they want the grind days back. and days and days, they, they wanted that grind because that was what kept them there. That's what kept it relevant. What, yeah, the grind is what... Destiny is a game where the grind is the game. So, like, it's like Diablo. Yeah, that's true. Like, once you reach the cap, there's really not much for you to do. Even with the, the Nightfalls and stuff and the, the raids, because the raids weren't that difficult. They made them a little too accessible, so it was too easy to get to cap and then too easy to also complete the raid. And then there was really nothing else for you to do. No challenges left. So if they have a challenge that's like difficult that you have to grind more to do, people are going to grind more. They're going to spend more time in the game. They're going to be more overall more happy with the game, I think. Yeah, it's a tough. It's definitely a tough thing to try to balance. Speaking and I don't really envy them Des- at all. Destiny 2 is going back more towards the grind fest they just put out recently. Yeah, it's going to um, take longer to get upgrades and stuff, which is good, I think. Cuz we I reached the level cap like too fast. It does seem like they're changing a lot. Every every expansion I reach the level cap too fast and it's like, well, what do I do now? Yeah, it seems like they're going back to like a more hyperactive multiplayer as well. That should that could be fun. It does seem like maybe they kind of it, it's really sort of a weird um opposite approach almost so like with the pve they were kind of trying to cater towards this casual audience 
that doesn't have a ton of time to play. Uh, but then for the PvP portion, they seem to like really want to lean on an esports cat more like cat be dedicated, yeah. you know, like teamwork focused, um, team shooting type of like environment, like a meta like that. And they went away from just like the chaos, the insanity of the Destiny One PvP. So they kind of went in the opposite direction. Yeah. It's it's so it's kind of Destiny's an interesting animal. Yeah, so they're kind of it sounds like they're going back to more or less Destiny One Taking King style. Like though they're giving PvE people the grind back and they're giving PvP people the chaos. Taking King was the height of Destiny as far as most people are concerned, so Yeah, I I honestly don't know of many people out there that would argue otherwise. So going back towards that is probably they're going back towards what works. This is what they probably should stick with. Well, to get back on the topic of just making the money. Yeah. So, did you hear that Fortnite, it's now on Google Play. It might still be uh, exclusive to Samsung devices, but they're actually completely avoiding... Oh, no, sorry. The, the whole story is that they're avoiding Google Play. So, they're on Android. Sorry. Um, but they're avoiding the Play Store... So that they don't have to give up the 30% cut. That's weird, because don't you have to give a cut to Apple as well? You do, um, but Apple is much more difficult in terms of just... Like, the iPhone is very closed up. Oh, it's it, they probably there's probably no way for them to get around it on the iPhone. No good way. Oh, yeah. Like, you might, you might actually have to have, like, a rooted phone... To even do that on an iPhone. So, like, they're pretty much forced into the App Store on iPhone, but they're not on Android. Android's pretty open. Uh, I mean, so they're able to just avoid Google Play altogether. To, to be fair, uh, Fortnite, you know, makes a boatload of money, and 30% of a boatload is still a lot. I mean, so it's understandable. That and between Apple, I mean, that's probably, that's a good, how much does Apple make off of Fortnite? I would love to see those I mean, numbers. They they make incredible money off of the app store in general for sure. Like there's so many wildly successful Well so if Fortnite games, makes a million dollars a day, we'll say let's say a quarter of that being on uh iPhone, which is probably more than that. Let's say half of it on iPhone. So that's five hundred thousand dollars a day. Thirty percent of that is what, uh hundred and fifty or no. Uh, my math is bad right now. Yeah, it's one hundred fifty thousand. It's like, yeah. So they're they're making. I mean, in, yeah, they're we're making shit just Fortnite there. One hundred fifty thousand dollars a day. That's crazy. Like that's like four and a half million a month just off of Fortnite. If it's well, yeah, if it, it's kind of like why Valve if the cuts is huge too. Similar. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's. I mean, you have the huge games like Pokemon Go and Fortnite and. Candy Crush and all all that. I mean, obviously making Apple a ton of money. And so Epic is looking to keep that 30% on Android, which I I think they can do it. Yeah, I think they I don't can. see they don't really need it. why not. It, it, like, yeah, they're well known enough. It'll, it'll probably lose them some business for the people that don't know how to do it. Because, like, there are That's some possibly true, yeah. people with phones. Like, no offense. But everyone has a phone. So there are a lot of people who are unfamiliar with technology. Like, I had to show someone how to do... I had to show my boss, who's like 29 years old, 
how to do something with a computer the other day, like how to turn the sound on because you couldn't figure it out. So, like, it happens. Like, you get people that don't know how to do these things, but it's all, it's, it's, I would love to see, like, the comparison of, like, if they'll lose, how much they'll lose, like, by not doing it. Will, will it be anywhere near that 30% cut? Who knows? I super doubt it, honestly. People who are going to get it, going to get it anyways. It's one of those interesting things. Yeah, it's like that hypothetical that you wish you could test, but there is absolutely, like, there's actually no way to test oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do think it's, it's, it's definitely not way. something that any game could do, right? Like, it's not something that any old average no, no. game launching could do. I, I just think it's interesting. They're really Especially if they have, like, instructions on how to do it on their website. I think that'd be really good. I'm actually... I bet they make it incredibly easy, honestly. They might. I just think that they, uh, I mean, Android's not like the the hardest thing to figure out. I'm sure they make it, hopefully it's like not akin to doing any sort of low level level thing with the phone. I assume it's pretty easy. Sounds like something that we should test out ourselves. Yeah, I'll give it a try. I was good. Uh, oh, yeah, it's straight up on the actual website. And it's, yeah. an, it's so, an email invite, so I bet you you just download it straight from the email. If this allows them to make the same type of move that they were with their store, you know, like give back more to creators, to to just like share that revenue a little bit, share it around a little bit, get like um, kind of enable people to make more and better things, then I'm all for this. Like I don't, I don't think we need to give google this money like i don't think google's not hurting because of this move or anything and if it allows like if they're just doing this to make more money simply then whatever i understand it but it sounds like they're taking a lot of this money and putting it back into like the the tournament scene back into their store and their products so sure why not go for it so speaking of fortnite yes the internet was just losing their freaking minds yeah. for for whatever reason. It, I just if there's anything that comes along that is against the grain in some way, then people just don't know how to react to it and they freak the f out. So it comes out that parents are hiring coaches for Fortnite for their kids, which you know is the popular thing right now amongst kids. Yeah, I, and, I have no problems with this. So, but people are just losing. Not a sport. Not a sport. Meh, 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 not a sport. But like, that's not really that. That the the whole sport thing is really you not. You hire the coaches criticism. to teach your kids how to play tennis. You like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I think that the the simple, it's just like the premise of it is what people are losing their minds over. It's, like. That you can hire a coach to teach your kid something socially acceptable or mainstream. Yeah. Like if you hire your kid, like a coach to teach your kid chess or something, people would be like, oh, cool, that's that's awesome. You're teaching your kid a skill and critical reasoning and blah, 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 blah. But if you hire them like to, to practice at a game, then people lose their shit. Baseball's a game. It was just- Football's a game. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Like, sorry about my language, but, like, this shit is getting out of hand. Like, people need to realize, like, 
People are going to spend money what they want of. If you want, especially like I'm fine with this, especially because the peak for gamers, like professional gamers, is like an extremely low age. Like most of your professional gamers are teenagers to early twenties, and then you start to fall off. Like it, it's it's earlier than most sports. So hiring someone, I have a friend who used to make a living coaching people to play StarCraft Two. It's something that's been around forever. It's just like, oh, the internet's just like, oh, Fortnite, blah, blah, video games, blah, blah, blah. It's like, the internet just needs to get over it. I'm so sick of it's the whole, it's not a sport, it's not It's not acceptable, it's not this, it's not that. It's just, let fucking people be people. Holy shit. For me, I just think that, I, I mean, so... I played football as a kid, you know, in junior high and whatever. And it's not like I had aspirations to be a pro football player. It's just like if you're teaching your kids valuable, like, coach, like lessons, like how to be coached, how to practice, how to thing. focus. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just because resilience like, is shit, Fortnite rather than football or X other thing like it could be anything, and I feel like you're getting some sort of lesson out of it. I can't it. wait till like, 20 years from now when people are like, oh, you hired a coach to teach your kid football? <laughs> you know, I can't wait till like, the tables have turned. Okay, it's going to be more than 20 years. Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying with, like, all the concussions and stuff, I think. Uh, and I think fo- it does seem like football is changing I, more rapidly than people want. I'm afraid that it's dying. Well, speaking of, haven't you been playing Madden this I week? have. I have, I have, so, I have. So, back on the PC, it sounds yeah. like? In, is that where you're playing? I am, actually. I, I bought it on PC, downloaded it on Origin this week. Um, I've already gotten so mad that I've thrown my controller. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, it's, it's <laughs> is this inc- like a... incredibly frustrating. Like, uh, so I haven't played for a few years because I haven't had my console with me. And it's just... Uh, incredibly difficult like it's the um it's it's not like a it's not very new people friendly like i like having played for in the past a lot i'd have some like mechanics down but like running the football i can't figure it out like i just like so does this game kind of assume that you've been playing the previous maddens or does it try to start you from scratch i think it tries to treat you trying to kind of start you from scratch things are a little different but it's back towards a lot more of the classic Madden thing. So it's a little bit of both. The real interesting thing for me is how it controls on PC. I've been using a controller, but you can also use the keyboard and mouse, which is incredibly ridiculous. So like yeah, that sounds super awkward you, you honestly. You use like your like I think it's like AS DW to move and then like to throw to different people. It's or no, no, that's not how you move. You throw to different people with like space, Q, W, E, R. That's how you throw to different people. And then your your control is whatever direction you last move the mouse in. So you have a like real your mouse functions as like a, a joystick, technically. That sounds really strange. It's also super weird. who who on this earth says ASDW rather than WASD? I just looked at it, okay? I, <laughs> okay, I was like, I, just wanted to I was like, A. Take a second. I was like, what buttons do you use to move? A S D W. Like I don't. I I just looked at it weird. All right. I have. It seems is, like it's 
Oh, go ahead. But it seems like the game's getting just reasonable reception. It's like, not it's, bad. The only th- it's a mad. The only problem I have with it so far is like injuries seem to be super amped up. Like my running back has gotten hurt, I think six times this year. He has like eighty yards on the season because he gets hurt every other game, and then when he comes back, he gets hurt again. I don't understand it. <laughs> I'm even like waiting and letting him heal fully. It's just maybe he just sucks. So do you plan on trying to like stick with it? Uh, and I'm already like, like I bought it yesterday, and I'm already like almost to the playoffs. So yes, <laughs> on my first season, I played 16 games. I think 15, 15. I've got one more game. How long is the game? And uh, like in like four, real time, like 45 minutes to an hour. Oh wow! <laughs> You've been going super hard. I, I haven't been able to play. I like you said we've been super busy. I haven't really been able to play a whole lot, and it's easy to get sucked into it. It's like, oh, I got to do my training stuff for this week and then manage my roster and then make my players better and then play the game. And it's like, ah, oh, just one more game, you know, and then you get done with that and you're like, ah, oh, well, I'll just do the training. Ah, oh, well, I could just play the game. Ah, oh, just one more, you know. It's like that. It's that strong one more oh, game syndrome. it's a syndrome. very one more game syndrome type of game. But it's a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it so far. So did you get to... Uh, like you said, we've been kind of busy lately, but did you get to see the huge amount of gameplay reveals this week? I mean, a huge amount is maybe not the best way to put it, but so we saw a lot, like an actual gameplay reveal of Red Dead Redemption 2. We saw the gameplay reveal of Doom Eternal. Um, I saw a little bit of the Doom one. I didn't watch it all. Red Dead Redemption, like, I just don't have the boner for Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption that everyone else has. Because I, I never played the first one. I should probably get around to it. But uh, I think it does look good right now. I mean, like, in your current situation, you couldn't even play it. Because it's console only, I believe. Oh, shit. Well, then, yeah, I probably don't even care then. I think that it looks fine. Like, I think it looks good. Oh. I think it looks like what they're saying it's going to be. Although I will add that Sony did try and tempt me over this week with the release of that new... Like blue translucent PS4. Oh man, yeah, that PS4 Pro. Yeah. That thing looks crazy uh, good. Doesn't I, it? I was like, "Damn you, Sony! Why yeah, must you do this to me?" Seen that? <laughs> Go take a look at that thing. Like I, so my fiance hates clear, like see-through electronics, yeah. and she didn't seem to want to throw up when she saw that one either. Like this thing looks great. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, I was like translucent. That bitch is solid. And then it turned on, and I was like, ooh. It's <laughs> like, no, yeah. no, don't get sucked in. <laughs> I know, and it's it's funny. It's actually like $500, I think. It's not a um, bad deal either, yeah. The only uh, advantage of getting that one, other than the fact that it's probably going to be worth a whole bunch because it's a collector's item and oh, all yeah, that, only making like... I think it's a two-terabyte hard drive. So, like, that's the, in terms spec-wise, like, that's what it has above... The old average Joe PS4 Pro. They said they weren't making a whole lot of them either. Yeah, no, it is it is a limited run, kind of just like they had with the classic looking PS4, which still goes for, I want to say at least twice the price. So if if you were able to snag one of these at five hundred dollars, they're selling fifty thousand of them. That's it. Not not to say that people should buy them to resell them, because that's kind of a crappy yeah, fuck you. thing to buy do. Buy them and play them. Don't be a dick. Buy it and display it, and it'll be all fancy looking. 
Plug it in. Plug it in, plug it in. So, yeah, our Red Dead, I mean, it looks fine. It looks good. I think if if I'm feeling up for an open world type of game at the time, I'll, I might go for it. I've still got a... It is this year. I mean, it's soon. It's one of the games that people kind of cite to maybe take over, like take the reins of game of the year. If, well, like for me, God of War is up there. Yeah, that's what most people and are And I think a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are sitting in that camp and saying that, hey, maybe Red Dead will come along and steal that title away. A little too early to be talking game of the year, but it's definitely one that people are looking forward to. So you said you did catch a little bit of the Doom Eternal? Yeah, yeah, just a little, not a whole lot of it. What did you think? Um, hmm. You know, I don't really know. I'm still up in the air about Doom. Like, I really just don't know. Did you about play it. the reboot? I did not. I heard it was good though. Oh man! See, maybe that's why you're not excited right now. <laughs> it could be. It could be. I still remember, you know, 1980s Doom. That's my. Last... So it definitely looks a lot like. I mean, it it's definitely an iteration on the reboot, but it does. It has like that same type of feel. It was an interesting reveal. So they they did this at QuakeCon, which is currently happening. And so they showed it first being played on a controller. Okay. And then they're like, oh, here it is again, but with a better field of view on a keyboard and mouse. And man, it it was like, it's such a different, it's such a different thing between the two. And I know like some people out there can like just kick total ass with a controller and probably it looks exactly like the keyboard and mouse gameplay. Yeah. But for the for the most part, like the average player on both of those platforms, it is going to play reasonably differently between the two. And it's it's such a differently like paced experience. Yeah. So yeah, on the like on the keyboard and mouse he was like freaking jumping up and hooking stuff in midair and like flipping around and doing all this nonsense and it looks i mean it looks like the reboot like i was saying it like it's that real high-paced awesome feeling gun combat oh shit yeah it looks uh, way better on uh it's like more in the corner too like the gun is like feels like it's less in the corner i don't know but i don't know i think it looks way better <laughs> on pc like you said i just I mean, I I know it. it this is pretty crazy. It's actually coming to the Switch that as well on weird. launch. Well, so Doom made its way there, hmm. but it was well after the fact. Hmm. Is this going to and be well after the fact as well, or is it going to be like a launch title? From what they they never really led on that it was going to be a delayed launch. Hmm. They were they kind of suggested that it was going to be all at the same time. Hmm. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it's cool for the the people with just a Switch yeah, or like the three the, someone people, that wants to like take it on a plane or something. Three people that only have a Switch. Oh, yeah, I guess the planes are good. There's got to be a decent amount of people out there with just a Switch or prefer playing on the Switch. Well, there's probably a few people, but like, I just tend to think that they're more your younger crowd. And like, I don't yeah, know if I guess, really yeah, going to be their like, cup of tea. Maybe, yeah, it would be interesting maybe, actually to see maybe it did really the, well on the numbers yeah, maybe on those. The first one did well on the Switch. I don't know. I kind you of would assume think it, it would did. have to for them to make a uh, second one on this. Right, and they also ported Wolfenstein 2 to it. So. Oh, well, shit. All right. 
Uh, any like the only other news that really came out of QuakeCon is that Quake Champions is going completely free to play. It it sounds like there's some shenanigans with like the characters you can use, kind of like how oh. um, Rainbow Six did its real cheap package where you kind of only had access to a certain amount yeah. and then you could like unlock some as you went. But still, it's interesting. I I do wonder if they're kind of taking this. Was it always supposed to be free to play? I don't know. Or is this a hey maybe Quake Champions doesn't have as many people as we would like playing it in its current state because they have they've done this once before where they like made it free to everybody for a while and if you downloaded it during that period of time it was free forever. Weird. So it seems like you know they've tried they've tried to increase its population before, and we've seen similar games. Uh, you know games in that same genre like lawbreakers kind of crash and burn so i wonder if they're pulling out all the stops that they can it's a possibility i think it's a free to play for games that weren't free to play seem to be uh, an attempt to breathe a second life back into them usually can you name a game where that was successful because i can name a couple of that it was not successful I can think about it for a minute and maybe come up with something. Because kind of like the the poster child in my mind for this is Evolve. Yeah. Where it was an obvious failure and Team then they made it free to play. Fortress 2. It wasn't, Team Fortress really bring, 2 was doing fine. Didn't really bring life without into it, but yeah. But it's one yeah, that's like still it, doing okay. It's it was doing fine before and after the free to play transition. It was like they made it free to play because Eve Eve online maybe is Eve free to play or do you have to? I don't even know. It's a, it's says it's free on Steam. I don't know. It'd be something oh, we'd uh, have to look into. The Old Republic. Oh yeah, that so that one did it went free to play and kind of like picked back up. Yeah, right? yeah. I actually looked back into it when when it went free to play, uh, and like there's a. Like premium content that you can pay for, you can still like get have a subscription, but like to okay. see most of the like base game, like you really don't need anything. There's like a DLC too that you have to like have the subscription to use, I think. But it's just not very like I definitely played it when it be, after it became free to play, and it's still I think a decent game. They had I mean there are things that they went went places they went wrong with it, but it's still a decent game. I just wonder, like, regardless of the price, I mean, Quake Champions is still suffering from the fact that this is just a genre that doesn't seem to be all that popular right now. I heard APB came back a little bit, too. Do you remember APB? Yeah. Didn't, did that get rebranded in some fashion, or is it still, like, APB Reloaded it's a, or something? It's APB Reloaded, yeah. Weird. All right. Anyway, so... Remember. That's all. That's anything else to say about the the gameplay reveals this week? Nah, nah. That's all I got. Well, another one actually that's kind of going on right now. Not really a gameplay reveal, but just more um, more content from a game that's oh, not quite true. out yet. The the Black Ops Four beta is currently happening. Hmm. So this last weekend was PlayStation Four only, I believe, and it was closed. And then this weekend, it's closed still on the PlayStation and Xbox, but the PC was open. Oh, okay. I wish I would have known that. I probably would have tried a little bit, but I didn't really have a lot of time, so maybe I wouldn't have. 
So it would have cut into your Madden time. I only played yesterday. <laughs> okay. So I played a ton of it. How is it? Um, I actually reached the max beta level. Oh, wow. Is it more like, so would you say it's more like a Modern Warfare 2 or like a Black Ops 1 or maybe one of the worst ones like World at War? I don't know if it so was it's, worse. It's really strange. So I went, World at War is not definitely not one of the worst I ones. I am just throwing one out there that I haven't played. What would you say the worst one is? Ghosts is, oh, was pretty bad. I like the story though. Well, we're not. We're talking. Yeah, yeah. You can't even don't ignore the story because Black Ops Four doesn't even have one. Um, well, it has the zombie stuff, but it's all the story. But so I need. it was interesting because I I came into this having just watched a video called "The Black Ops Four Beta Sucks." Okay. <laughs> so I I watched Clearly that and disagree. I listened. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, uh, and this was after the PS4 weekend. So I listened to this guy. He is really upset about the time to kill. Just like super upset about it. Like that—that that was the thing that he kept harping on over and over and over. Is it like was that it took too long, too long to kill okay. someone? And I was sitting there watching, and he was still getting like people were getting wrecked instantly. You can still get one shot killed in this game. Okay, so he's just like so, a, a jerk or what? <laughs> no, I, it is longer than like the traditional COD. So normally in COD, you get hit like two, three, t- three, four times, you know, like real, real fast. You die very, very fast. Yeah. And so you don't really have time to react to someone shooting at you. Whereas in this game, you actually do. And I really love that about it. So... It feels like Black Ops 1 to me, where you could actually turn on someone and win the firefight if you were better. Well, I remember so you, you can... were ridiculously good at Black Ops 1 as well. Well, it was the one that we all played the most of, probably. Did you have a KDA, like, 4, you crazy asshole? It was, it was nothing so crazy. And, th- like, that was on 360, so it was different in that respect. Yeah. But, so in this one... I don't know. Just right now, I'm really liking it. The time to kill is a little bit more akin to Titanfall, so it is a little longer. Ooh, you don't auto-regen health. You actually have a button to do your health regen, and for whatever reason, like that's super satisfying. There, the only like thing that is a little unfortunate that that kind of all the PC Call of Duties suffer from yeah. is that. Just different weapons are are good and bad between PC and console. Oh, I mean, that's going to so, be the case. Like, snipers are probably better on PC. Some of them. And there, sometimes you get a lot of them. So you pretty much just, like, pimp out a sniper rifle with quick draw and just a red dot rather than a s- scope. And you put, like, the high damage, you put the armor-piercing rounds, and you put all that on it. Because you, it's kind of like that real freeform create a class that's kind of been around forever now. So you just stack all that stuff up, and any shot that is waste up can kill in one hit. Oh goddamn! Yeah, so you're you're talking like sometimes it gets a little. It feels a little bit like shenanigans. That feels like some shenanigans I saw from Doc and PUBG PUBG the other day, but but just. So I don't really understand like the the time to kill critique for me 
is it's actually a good thing that it's longer. It feels like it rewards being able to stay on a target a little longer. You don't just turn a corner and instantly die. Like you can That's always you good. can kinda of pop out and get hit one or two times and then like slide back into cover and heal yourself. The healing seems reasonably balanced. It's I don't know. I, I just I really had a good time with it. The the abilities didn't seem like so heinously overpowered. I'm glad that people aren't like floating and flying and going all over the place and running on walls and Yeah, I was actually gonna bring that up for worst Call of Duty. I forgot about that one. Well, so I a lot of people liked Advanced Warfare actually. I, I just I think in, of the ones where you could do all that stuff, Infinite Warfare was probably the the worst one. Yeah. It's it's real interesting that I feel like in the past you didn't really see the like the previous game surviving as long as let's say like Black Ops 3 has been pretty like reasonably modern warfare too <laughs> well you know, like some of some of those like i was just real surprised to see like the the numbers that are still playing yeah, those yeah, previous yeah. call of duties because it seems like the new ones kind of aren't scratching that same itch but really what i've come out of this beta weekend excited about is their battle royale mode the game works really well. Has it, has it, is it good? Is that was that in the beta? No, it's it's in a future oh, yeah, beta. It's a separate beta. Okay. So I'm actually really curious about it, and I think that it perfectly leads us into the next story. Okay. Which is that PUBG Corp. Ah. Launched. Yes. Yeah, they launched a website dedicated to fixing PUBG. So, I mean, it's fix.pubg.com. So, like, they know... It's got kind of like a... That um, it's broken. ...roadmap as well, which I like. Like, the thing yeah, they're it's, hoping it's to nice. accomplish. It's great and everything, but I... It's kind of just coming back to... Like, it, it just... My frustrations with it that have been kind of building and... I think... Increasing over time. I feel like this is more them just. I feel like they've been doing the same sort of stuff. There just hasn't really been any uh, transparency with it. So now they're coming with some transparency to be like, "Hey, so you guys are more aware of what's happening?" Because I feel like PUBG does some stuff. Like they've been working on updating some stuff, and most of the patches they've have had, as far as the ones that were meant to make things better, performance-wise, have helped. Yeah, I'm not trying They're to say they perfect, haven't like come yeah. a long way. Yeah. But it still has a lot of basic issues in my opinion, and it's just to me it speaks volumes that they're so sick and tired of hearing quote unquote fix PUBG that they decided that they needed to do this. I mean, I guess. Do you think that this is a, hey, we're getting out in front of all the other, like, the big Battle Royales coming out? They are. Do you think they're afraid that someone's going to come along and kind of steal away the Milsim Battle Royale from them? No, I just think they're just working on the same thing they've been working through, and they feel like, uh, they feel like some transparency is needed because people, they're too hard, tired of hearing esports ready when they've said that it's not esports ready. I mean, Brendan Green's come straight out and said it's not esports ready. 
while they yeah yeah while they had a big tournament. host esports tournaments. Yeah, yeah, but like, just because you're not ready for something doesn't mean you can't do it, Phil. <laughs> I, I I realize that, but it's like they're leaning into something that they're clearly claiming not to be ready for. I guess. I mean, they kind of have to. They're being pushed, you know. Yeah, I, that's far, what I'm thinking. Like, like they are being as far pushed. as like esports, they kind of they want that competition. They want the the big streamers. They need that uh, that visibility for them to stay like maybe not stay relevant for them to be what they want to be in the future. I still don't think Battle Royale is the most interesting esport to watch personally. Oh, I actually really enjoy the tournament, like watching. Like the last tournament, uh, the one, the yeah. big one in Germany. I watched the finals, I think, of the first person, and it was really good. Like, I watched uh, whatever team it was, gold, I can't remember. I can't remember. Like, it was really cool, like, the la- how it ended. It was really tense and, like, watching. I don't know, I really enjoyed watching the end the end of it was really cool because there were a bunch of teams close together i I could see how early early i ended up joining it like uh halfway to three quarters of the way through a match when things were getting good yeah i think that's kind of the difference is you don't see a lot of action in the start like you'll you'll go like 10 minutes with no one dying because there's there's a no one wants to fight at that point yeah that's well that's i think more of a squads thing anyways too like if you're like, because the the competition was that part of the competition was squads based, and squads based, you're gonna have four people landing at each spot where people land, whereas in a, a you know where a team, you know, what am I trying to say? Like, if you have a hundred people landing on a map, that's a hundred locations to choose from. If you have twenty five teams landing on a map, they're most likely gonna land in twenty five locations. So there's more, there's bound to be more room between them, if you know what I mean. And they weren't even maxing out the team numbered, right? They It was like 20 teams? I think so, but like, it, it was not that bad. Like, I think uh, the new map, uh, Sanak, will be very good for like future esports. I think the one I watched ended up on Miramar. Yeah, it seems like they just need to keep kind of crit- iterating on it and... Figuring out what they need to do to make it a little bit more. Like the future of PUBGs and small maps too. Smaller maps. Yeah, I I do wonder what the next one we get is in in that respect. I did see something crazy interesting on Sanok the other day though. I was watching Doctor Disrespect play, and he took okay. the bipod sniper rifle. Uh, I'm pretty sure the is it the no it wasn't the bipod it was like the. There's a sniper. There's like a sniper rifle that also has like a, a full auto mode, and he was okay. playing it on Sanok, and he would put a red dot on it, turn it to full auto, put an extended mag on it, and use it as a close range weapon, and it was ridiculous. He was just murdering everybody. And he found he figured it out during a match that uh, fog. I guess fog's back, which I didn't know. Yeah, they're doing dynamic weather, which is actually kind of so cool. So he was on a fog map on Sanok and just rolls up on people. And there's like just no kick to it. He's just murdering people, and it was like, this is amazing. I don't know. All right, so to get, <laughs> we're gonna have to get through a couple more things before we run out of time. Okay. So, 
Let's get back to Bethesda for a second. No, I'm just kidding. No? Okay. So they issued kind of like a cease and desist. I guess that's what you would want to call it. But so a guy had bought The Evil Within 2. Yep. Didn't get around to playing it. Yep. Then he puts it up on Amazon's store. Yep. Uh, just like the third-party seller. But he marks it new, and then Bethesda demands he remove it from being sold on Amazon as it is not a new product. It's interesting. I mean, technically, do you think they're not wrong? It is so, yeah, technically like, pre-owned. Are... He's not an authorized seller. Are people making a bigger deal out of this than it really is? I mean, he literally can just go back in and put pre-owned, never opened, and sell it for the same price. Right. Yeah, that's pretty fair. I mean, that's probably what he would want to do, yeah, right? Yeah, so I mean, it's. I think it's just a, a semantics thing. They're like, hey, we don't want you telling people this is new. You're not an authorized seller. The big thing they said was that the reason the big difference is it's not new is because he doesn't offer any sort of warranty with it. So the thing about this story, which is kind of unrelated, but tangentially related, yeah. is that GameStop will absolutely open up a game, put it in a freaking sleeve, let even one of their employees play the game, and, sell it as new. and then sell it to you as new. They're an authorized reseller, though. Which, like, super pisses me off that they, they, how can they call that new when this bro has a factory sealed copy and he's not allowed to call it new? Like, I understand why he's not allowed to call it new, but they also should not be allowed to call that new. That's a different conversation entirely. Yeah, they should not be, they should not be able to. No. That's just like, yeah, that's why I feel like it's a a tangent slightly, but related and has always bothered me absolutely okay onward with bethesda more bethesda action oh yes so okay so tell me about fallout 76 and how they're going to deal with people murdering okay so there's a fallout 76 is a uh it's a multiplayer game it's basically an mmo something you know what i mean so it's massively multiplayer there's going to be pvp in it as well so the questions that started to come up, what are you going to do to people that grief and kill? Because it's really not fun. It happens in, I got, I happened to me when I used to play World of Warcraft. I got camped for two hours. Someone killed me, couldn't get to my body for two hours. It was not cool. Um, but in um, Fallout, if you kill somebody and they don't like attempt to fight back or anything, you'll be branded a murderer. And there will be a bounty put out on your head, which will come from your own money. So, uh, you'll also be marked on the minimap with a big red star. So, you players will be alerted to these wanted murderers. I air quotes there. I don't know why I did that, because I can't even <laughs> see my air quotes. But you'll be a wanted murderer, and anyone can come and kill you and claim that bounty. And if the person you killed comes and kills you, they get double the bounty. It's like a kind of a revenge system to let you kind of recoup what they did to you. And you won't lose any of your weapons or anything when people kill you. It's an interesting way. It kind of like makes it part of the story, like part of the gameplay instead of people just being assholes. That is 
weird. This is is this like a an ex, it's kind of the same type of thought process as the dark zone in the division? Uh, I'd say probably like um even though the division people could just roll like I, it's not going to be just like that because in the d- division you have to go to that specific area for PvP. Right, so it's just everywhere is the dark everywhere zone. Everywhere is like the dark zone. People can just roll up and murder you, but they won't. They won't get any rewards for killing you if you don't fight back. And also, there's like a, a cap, like it's level based. Like if you kill someone higher level than you, you'll get more rewards. If you kill someone lower than you, it won't really be worth very much. To kind of discourage so, griefing. Is this going to just be a whole bunch of people like trying to quote unquote accidentally get hit by someone else? Oh, like, it probably. Try to, try to, like, if, so like, I if I like, like, threw like a, myself a in front of I you. I just throw myself in front of the bear. Oh, he killed me. Uh, yeah, exactly. A and all my friends can come kill you. Yeah, uh, and I then mean, you get double rewards are, for coming back and doing people it. People are trolls, so probably. I mean. It's a, I am going to be very interested to see how that shakes out. I don't know if that's a perfect solution to the problem. I'm going to be the most annoying person on Fallout 76 because I'm going to have my voice chat on, turn all the way up, and I'm going to sing uh, John Denver's Country Roads the whole time. The whole time? The whole time. On loop. Yep. Yep, I don't know if I could handle that, honestly. I will probably I've heard that song enough in my super life. Murdered. It's going to be great. <laughs> That, okay, so you're, I'm, yeah, I'm your gonna strategy, turn people instead of red stars, instead of throwing yourself in front of the bear, I'm just, gonna you just constantly just... just walk behind them, sinking country roads until they turn around and kill you because you have annoyed them to their absolute breaking point. And then I come back and kill them and get double the rewards. That's my plan. On, yeah, see, like this is the problem. Next, it's like next level uh, strats there. Yeah, it's you're just turning. You're just making trolling different. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right, man. Okay. All right. Let's yeah. Let's get off video games for one second before we get back to our game of the week. Okay. We are we're hitting that time. Ooh. As always. So. Mr. Richard Garfield. Oh yes, yes. As yes. you know from Magic: The Gathering. Yes, and other he games. Has and others. And others, yes, he has been, he's had his fingers in many things. But, um, so a new game is coming from him, um, and Fantasy Flight Games, I believe. It is Fantasy Flight it's Games. It's called, yeah, so it's called Keyforge. So it, it, it's, it's not a collectible card game, I, I guess. Can you call it that? Because each deck it's a, is actually. It's a, collecti- it's a collectible deck game, actually. That, yeah, so we're taking it's it's a very unique concept. So every deck is actually unique. Like you can't you're not buying yeah. packs to like build decks. You're, there is no deck building you're in this bu- you're game. You're buying decks. They're all procedurally generated. They all have a custom back that is only for that deck so you can't mix cards from other decks in with them. Right, yeah, so like this is really interesting. I'm super intrigued by this. I really hope this catches on. I would love to just go somewhere because it's, it's so interesting because you could buy something it could be a complete pile of shit. Or you could buy something and it could just be amazing. Like, you just be like winning all the time. Like, 
I'm really intrigued by this. It's really, really cool. So I get, like, so the whole, the thing that I heard, one of the things, one of, like, the thought processes behind this was that the whole net decking concept does not apply to this game, obviously. Yeah. Which no two decks very are the heavily same. applies to everything else, right? Yeah. All the other card games like that. So the thing that surprises me the most about this game is that it's on paper. Like, it's... It's a physical product. I can I'm like super surprised by that. Yeah. I'm really surprised that this isn't just a digital game. It's not even a like there's thoughts about whether it'll be a a digital game, but right now there's it's not. It's like only paper. Which Just like what does the economy look like for a game like this? I don't know. Are all the cards just like not worth anything? Okay. Because they can't be utilized in any other way than just the deck or the deck? is there like a deck that just becomes ridiculously expensive because it's the best deck well no like no two decks should ever be the same like okay they're all right they're, like yeah so like there's just this one bro's deck so i'm reading in the first set there are more than 104 followed by one two three four five six seven eight 24 zeros Thou- like yeah, possible so, decks. My question though is like, do so? Do you go to like a tournament? So say there's a big tournament world, yeah. And do the top ten decks of that come out as like? Are they all super worth a whole ton of money because those are like the top ten decks? I don't know. And then like, like are all single cards kind of like worthless because they can't be shared around? Yeah. Because they're yeah, the, the, they're not desirable individually. They're not going to be because the backs will be all be different. There's no resale value. You have to it, deck resale would have to be the market. It's yeah. That's what I'm really so. I'm just really interested. Interesting to me. Like I am so excited about this. Like this. I really hope that, like, I'm going to start going to the magic shops around here and start seeing if, like, anyone's interested in this game because I am super hyped about it. Um, if it doesn't catch on locally, I could see it being huge digitally. I'm not sure why it isn't because, like, I would play the shit out of this. I just wonder, Hopefully the game's I, mechanics I, are good. Yeah, yeah I kind of don't... I don't personally see this going middle of the road. I see this game either either catching on and becoming pretty popular or just like bombing into oblivion because just the community doesn't like how it works. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just went to the wrong website. I was looking you, I was going to read about key, keyforge and I went to www.keyforge.com and immediately it says handmade not the overseas child labor kind of handmade. We're proud to use 100% American child labor, which is also gluten-free. <laughs> I guess they make what? they make dice. <laughs> okay, so this is a this is a different thing. Yeah, completely entirely. different thing. Oh, All right. Funny. Well, yeah. So like, this will be something to follow up on. Like, this will be an interesting thing to see going forward because mm. it's just something that really hasn't been tried yeah, before. Decks are ten bucks a piece, so I mean. Oh, you can get, uh, I think, four. There's a pack that you get, like, four of them for, like, 40 or five for 40. All right, so before we go into our game of the week, tell me about World of Warcraft and why people are 
okay. upset. Okay, well, World of Warcraft is coming out with a new expansion. Um, okay. And uh, war, uh, there's a huge story behind the World of Warcraft, but so far the Alliance, there's the Alliance and the Horde. You know that, right? I do. That's about all I okay. know. Okay, so the Horde has, uh, uh, sorry, the Alliance has only ever had two leaders, Varian Rin and his son. Uh, the Horde, on the other hand, has had a plethora of leaders because people keep dying, uh, stepping down as leader. Things happen. Like Thrall was the first, I think he was the first leader. Then he steps down, and then Hellscream comes up, and then Thrall kills Hellscream because he's an asshole. And then uh, then we get Vol'jin, who's a troll. He's no, he's actually a troll, like not a video game troll, but he's a troll. Yeah, sure. Um, he dies or something, and then uh, Sylvanas, this un, the undead, uh, undead elf. No, no. Whoops. No, the undead elf uh, who used to be under the grasp of the Lich King, who was a bad guy, and she used to be a bad guy, but she broke free from him. Uh, she was the leader of the undead. She became the leader of the entire horde. Um, and then things have been getting progressively worse for the Horde. Uh, and the cin- opening cinematic, she goes to the elves' home and just burns the whole thing down. It's called Teldrassil. It's this big tree where all the night elves live. She kills a bunch of them and just burns it to the ground. And everyone's like... There's always been like a gray area, especially with Thrall, where the Horde were like the the bad guys, but not really the... not. But they're not really bad guys. You know what I mean? Like uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Kind of, I guess. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, um, absolutely. But now, like, there, there's this... People were upset that they're throwing the horde into this just bad guy trope, and she's just killing every like all these people. And then a second one comes out where one of her uh, our generals... Um, I can't remember his name. Uh, Sourfang. I think it was Sourfang. Let me bring this back up. I believe it was Sourfang, like, takes off his pauldrons and goes out to, f- to fight the Alliance and just die. Because he's, like, he's questioning, like, what's happened. He's, like, there's no honor in what happened. This is bullcrap. Like, because, like, that's one of the things that the Horde has always been, like, for honor. Like, they're they're bad guys, but they're honorable. And, like, they're they're just really upset. That's, it is Sourfang, yeah. Um, he's honorable, and he's, like... He's been around for everything. Like, he watched his son die at the hands of the Alliance. Um, he takes these big old shoulder pads off, throws them off, and marches out alone like he's going to fight all these Alliance on his own and get glorious death in battle because he wants to do one last honorable thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, this the young troll comes down and convinces him that he's going to fight with him, and he takes off his shoulder pads. Like, no armor. And then, so, like, in-game... All these alliance, all these horde players, and even some alliance players are choosing to hide their shoulder pads to like kind of stand that they're like against what's going on in the story with Sylvanas doing all this like bad stuff. Like that, they're it's interesting when a community takes up like the story of a game like World of Warcraft, like because World of Warcraft is so big, the players are what make it what it is, and I think it's really interesting how they how they are standing. Like, not with the leader of the faction. They're trying to put, like, they are not with the leader that um, Blizzard has, like, put them with. You know what I mean? But Blizzard also is acknowledging yeah, that some people wouldn't be with that, right? Yeah. 
but it's it's just it's really cool to see it take shape in the form of people actually doing something in game because people were super mad at that first one where Sylvanas just killed all those people and this gives them okay. someone to stand with and it's cool it's cool that they they did that because mo- like most games people would have just been like yeah whatever and just kept playing you know what I mean yeah, I suppose. Uh, this is a game that people have been invested in how long now? Forever. Ever, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Uh, yeah, I started playing eight... When you were nine. I started playing like eight years ago, man. That's not <laughs> now, that long I don't. Ago, I think it was actually yeah. longer than that. Uh, came out in 04. So, so when's the last time you actually played... Uh, I played right after the last expansion came out. I played for, I'd say, probably a good six months. So does this, like, is this getting you interested in it? Is it making you want to go back to it? Or, like, will you follow the story from afar and kind of stay away from the game itself? Um, it's an interesting thing. I may follow it from afar, but, like, it's about faction conflict, and it's, it'll be interesting to see how they do that. There's always been, like, a tension between the few faction, the two factions, then there have been times where it was openly where like things were one faction against the other, but this is one I, I want to see how they do it. It's I think it'll be interesting. I played Legion. Legion came out in August of 2016, so two years ago. I would say I probably okay. last played a year to a year and a half ago. Cool. Yeah. Um. It'll be. So you'll have to. You'll have to come back. Yeah. I, I mean, when it all shakes out, I may go back to it. I think happened. I still even still pay for my subscription, so I can hop back in whenever I want to. Well, that seems like an interesting <laughs> thing. Some of those do things over. you set to auto renew, and it's not very expensive, and you just forget about it. <laughs> I think I did that for a while with um, HBO, actually, because every year <laughs> I turn it on for Game of Thrones, and then it takes me like months to remember <laughs> that I don't touch HBO at all otherwise. I would, and then I would love to see their numbers for how many people like cancel subscriptions right after Game of Thrones ends. It's actually like it really surprises me that they're not trying to prolong the end of that show a little harder. They already have, it's been a year. No, I I know, I but I know, so I'm I was thinking like maybe they would do like a a half and half type of deal, kind of like how people would both... riot. HBO Studios would burn down. Well, but like you know how like Harry Potter did the fifty fifty split yeah. on on the last movie, and I think Twilight did that too. Yeah, but uh, I think I don't know. I don't. Was I didn't Harry Potter watch the one that any st- of those who movies started so. all that? Was it Harry Potter? What, what splitting the last book? Yeah. Well, I mean, The Hobbit was three movies to one book, right? Yeah. But wasn't that I don't know if that was like the first time it ever happened, but... I think that was after. Wasn't that after? Yeah, it was after, but... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were the first one to kind of... I, I can't... Can you name another series of movies based on books where that would even be possible? Hunger Games. That was also later, though, right? After? Yeah. They could have, but eh. anyway, we're off topic. <laughs> anyway, Absolutely. so let's get, let's do it. Okay. Let's get to the game of the week. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready because I have Did no idea. Did you even know what, what it was? I don't know what it was because you never put it in the notes. <laughs> oh, it's there now. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't have them up. Okay, don't don't worry about it. I'm about to yeah, say I'm it. So I have been playing Dead Cells. 
Like, uh, do you know of this game from Dragon Ball Z? From Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, he. Spoiler alert. Who did he get killed by? Who did he get killed by? Do you remember? It was, but like, didn't like Vegeta hit him in the back? No, and it I don't distracted remember, him, and then time. he got. Uh, did, no, he, I think he got Gohan. I think Gohan went Super Saiyan two and just murdered him. I don't remember crap about that. It was like forever ago. Anyway, no, nothing like that. Oh, okay. So <laughs> this uh, this has been in early access for a good long time. I'm playing on PC. It is also on Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch. I hear that it has some like hiccup issues uh, on the Switch. Not not like actual hitching, but some sort of performance problem there. And they have addressed, like, came out and said, "Hey, we're working on it. That's our top priority." That's good. So just keep that in mind if that is the platform that you want to play this on. Which it's kind of unfortunate to hear that because I think the Switch is actually a great place to pick this game up. So this is a roguelike Metroidvania style type. Like I hesitate to say Metroidvania just because you aren't like it is run based. Hmm. So it, you are doing procedurally so generated it's like levels. Permadeath kinda. So it's like to it's a roguelike in the fact that you are you're building progress as you do your runs. Hmm. So like the, the how it how it happens is that each area is pretty much the same, but it is procedurally generating like kind of like a dungeon type of deal. Okay. And so it's a combat, like an action platforming, uh, action platforming like combat type of game. Okay. So you are like fighting your way through these levels. There's bosses every three, like it's three levels and then a boss, I, I believe. In between the levels, you are spending cells. So it's kind of like a souls uh, type of thing that you're pouring into upgrades. So let's say you like upgrade your your health flask so that it can be used multiple times, which then if you do, like if you are able to pour enough cells into that upgrade, then you can use that on your you know on your subsequent runs. Okay. So like you're you're upgrading your health, you're upgrading like uh you can do it so that you have like random starting weapons or you're unlocking new weapons that you'll find along the way kind of like how enter the gungeon is and so like that's kind of that's the the deal with it it's they describe it as a roguevania because it is um procedurally generated and it is like a a freely explorable space and you don't have to explore everything you really just have to find the exit um and so one kind of additional cool thing about it is that they reward you for going super quickly through the levels. So they have like time locks on a lot of the gates mm-hmm. and say, oh, this, this, uh, let's say you get to it too late. It'll be like, oh, this uh, gate locked 45 seconds ago. Too bad. Like get here faster next time. But it's in a different place because it's procedurally generated. Right, um, but I, it seems like you can kind of count on, say, like the first set of gates in the second area to be around like the same amount of time required. So then, if you could like burn through the first level, then you have a really good chance of finding and getting through 
that gate and it usually has like some pretty decent loot and whatever behind it hmm. yeah it's an it's an interesting concept i i think that it controls very well that is it's like sorry like there's like some ridiculous storm outside so people are going to be listening to storming right now i can't hear but it. uh so I'd say the one thing that this has going against it for me personally yeah. is that I just usually fall off of run-based games at some point. Yeah, it's like the the I I never know which one becomes the final one, but like at some point it's just like all right, let me put this away forever, yeah. like I did with Into the Breach. It, it kind of feels like what you're explaining is like a uh, like a Metroidvania version of say a. What's that game I play all the time? You know what I'm talking about, right? Sure don't. Uh, Madden. <laughs> Slay the Spire. The game I say oh. I'm playing every week. Sure. No, like, so, as so far as unlocks sort of. and progress, you start everything anew, but you get unlocks and by playing. I would say it's a little bit more straightforward than Slay the Spire. So like the, uh, the upgrades are felt a little bit more directly. Because when you're when you're upgrading like your health, yeah, there's no like chance to get that back. Like you just start with that. Yeah, yeah. So like there there are some upgrades and unlocks that are very like permanent. Okay. Huh. Um. So it it is neat. It's it's pretty fun. It's not too expensive. If you're really it's on into, sale, isn't it? Even. Uh, it might be. It was it was on sale before it went 1.0. I'm not really sure now. Um, it actually recently went up in price uh, due to the 1.0. Oh, there's some sweet thunder. So let's yeah. yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up before I lose power. Oh, and yeah. that would be horrible, and we would lose this entire podcast. I like it. It's on sale until uh, tomorrow. Okay, yeah, that's Mid-day. unfortunate Mid-day. for anyone because so listen, you're probably not hearing. Listen this. to this in the morning. So yeah, I mean, if you don't have any questions about it, I think it's good. The oh, the control, everything is real tight. It. It plays well. You have a lot of options in terms of your weapons. You've got some some like accessories that you can use. Like you can use bombs and kind of like little uh, cross like your auto tip, crossbows your and stuff. Metroid Castlevania type things. Yeah, it's yeah. It it is it is that it like it's it's not reinventing the wheel, but it does feel pretty good. Yeah, like it the the combat is precise and great. And the platforming all feels really good. The variety is there for me for now. The sense of progression is good. Uh, but like with all run-based games, I will never inevitably just be done with it. Lose interest. Understandable. All right, man. I, do you have anything else that you want to bring up no, this man, week? No, that's about all I got. Um, ready for football to start, man. Oh yeah. It's almost that time of year. Preseason, baby. You're, you're pre-gaming oh, with the Madden? Yeah, this is a technically gaming-related. Yeah, uh, I've got Fantasy Football League starting up, man. Oh, yeah? It's gaming in a I've different way. I've never played. You should sometime. It's amazing. All right, well, the storm looks like it's a raging, so I'm going to need you to take us out of here. Oh, man. Uh, storm's raging. This podcast is raging. We've had good times. We've had bad times. We've laughed. We've cried. We've felt things we didn't know we would um but yeah um thanks for joining us uh i've been wetbridge this whole time 
That's been a good one. That's great. <laughs> I hope you guys have a good one. And we'll see you hopefully next week. Goodbye.